0: and welcome to today's podcast. Today I have a very special guest here with me. We are currently sitting in a tent in her guest bedroom because we wanted to get on the vibes and get good energy. Um, I have one of my best friends in the entire world, my business partner, my partner in crime, Kaylin Guzlin. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much for uh, having me as a guest on your podcast. I feel so, I feel very special. and privileged to be here.
0: Um, so basically today I want to just have Kaylin introduce herself and tell her little bit of her story and kind of just show you guys more of her. I know Instagram can kind of be a place where we share a lot about ourselves, but you can only put so much in a caption. So I really want to give Kaylin just the space to tell us a little bit more about her. And then we're going to get into talking about spirituality and how it has not only changed her life, but how she has changed my life through it. And hopefully it can enlighten you as well and get you guys on a good track within your spiritual journey. So first I want to start with Kaylin. Just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you do and whatever feels right in the moment. Just kind of tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you do and like what you're doing in life right now.
1: Okay. So my name is Kaylin. I am 24 years old. I live in Lexington uh, near Gabby basically neighbors. Um, I have a bachelor of science degree in dietetics. I got that, um, from Eastern Kentucky university. I graduated in 2016. Um, I don't use my degree in a clinical way, but I absolutely use my degree every single day. And I would not change, uh, the fact that I got that degree. Um, people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, you didn't, you're not a registered dietitian. So what exactly are you doing with that degree? So no, I don't do anything clinical with it, but that degree has helped me tremendously just in understanding my body. And then me also being able to help other people understand their bodies as well. So I'm very, very blessed to have that degree. Um, I have been on a quote unquote fitness journey for God, maybe eight years. Um, and that has not been a straight path by any means. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of change in directions, a lot of backtracking, a lot of moving forward, a lot of self-discovery along that time, and it. I'm very blessed for the, like the struggles and adversities that I've faced along those eight years, because I think that that has definitely helped me be a better coach and mentor to people, um, and. I think that what's most important to me about my fitness journey is the fact that it hasn't just been a physical transformation, but I've also seen such a transformation in, you know, my my emotional well-being, my mental well-being, my spiritual well-being. All of those things they really come hand in hand and it's really important to focus on every single one of those aspects and along those 8 years I didn't really understand or respect that or appreciate that fact. And I there was definitely times when I was just focused on the aesthetics or the physical outlook of like my fitness journey where I I mean that really put me in a bad place. I've I've definitely developed um over the over that course of time eating disorders that I had to battle and overcome. Luckily overcome putting a huge emphasis on that. <laughs> Hopefully not gonna relapse um but you know it's I mean it's hard to tell but I um when I finally got to a point um, along along that you know journey where I started to value not just my physical health but then also the importance that my mental health plays into that and my emotional health and then honestly, at this point in time, most importantly, my spiritual health. That's when I actually kind of saw a breakthrough and things really started to shift for me and the way that I view my body, the way that I respect my body, the way I appreciate what it does for me. And that's kind of where I'm at right now personally and I'm I'm wanting to really share that message and that's kind of what I'm using my Instagram platform for at this point in time is you know, because before it was very much like, okay, here's your macros. Here's what you need to eat. And cause like, like I said, I have a dietetics degree. That's literally, I have a degree in macros. That's what I, that's what I did. I coach people on how to follow numbers, how to track their food, how to weigh it. And I mean, and that was great at that point in time. That's what I, that's what I was successful at. That's what I was good at. And I, and I was helping people, but I also, like I said, along that along that journey and along the like the last few years, especially since being out of college, I personally have seen such a shift in my own health and my own values and what I find to be in alignment with my personal beliefs. And that's just not what it is anymore. So I really am trying to shift not just the way that I treat myself, but the way that I teach others to treat themselves and their bodies, their minds, their souls, their spirits, everything um, so that they can I mean, they can be successful in their health pursuits as well and understand that it's not just the aesthetics of being a quote unquote healthy body. There's so much more that goes into it. So that's kind of uh that's kind of in a nutshell mm-hmm. who I am, what I do and what I believe in.
0: Yeah. So just like kind of going off of that, what do you know, do you think you can remember a specific time or event or something in your journey that sparked that change? Like when, like how long ago do you feel like you, it was that you made that change from just wanting to maybe track macros and lose weight and kind of shift more into just like personal development. So
1: I want to say that that shift honestly came with um, with the spiritual aspect of things. Um, and what I mean by that is I've always been what I would call a spiritual person, meaning that I, I believe in a higher being. um I've always kind of categorized myself as Christian I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into that here in a little bit more in, in depth but just loosely categorize myself as Christian um, and I have always had a very unique relationship with God and I um, it wasn't until probably almost a year ago um, when I when I had a very very huge pivotal point in my um, spiritual, my spirituality basically, um, that kind of catapulted itself into a year long, uh, oh my gosh, a year long, I don't even know what you want to call it. Journey. Journey. <laughs> it's been like an experience, a lot of ups and downs, but what happened a year ago is actually September 17th. So very, very soon, September 17th, 2017. Um, I was at the gym. I could, at that point in t- I, uh, at that point in time, I had a lot of emotions going on. I could tell that something Big was about to happen in my life. I didn't know what it was, but I was like feeling very, um, a lot of like, in, you know, intuitive sensations or emotions that were kind of guiding me to think that way. Um, I was at the gym and I was working out and I literally I remember this so distinctively, I was doing lat pull down. I couldn't even tell you what I was wearing. And I'm, it was a Sunday, I'm working out. And all of a sudden I had this overwhelming, like this overwhelming, like feeling this need. I was like compelled to be baptized. Mm. I had never been. I didn't I, know where you were going to go. I know you very well, but I didn't know what you were going to say in this moment. <laughs> well, I, I had never, I, like I said, I, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm using air quotes here. I'm Christian, but I had never seen a baptism. Yeah. I don't know what, I didn't know what a baptism was. Like, I did, did you know, know I was baptized? No.
0: Yeah, like right me, the person
1: who like is so spiritually confused. Like I was, yeah, I was baptized. I, I did not know what it meant. I didn't mm-hmm. know, I didn't even know what it meant involved Mm -hmm. or like what the meaning of it was, but I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Like I have never felt such a strong, like urge or pull to do something. And I literally stopped what I was doing. I panicked and I was like, Oh my God, like I have to get this has to happen right now. Like I need to do something. And there was a girl that was at the gym and she, I knew that she went to Southland and I was like, Hey, I was like, listen, this is so random. I was like, and I don't know if it's like short notice, but I got to get baptized a day. Today. I'm like, today, it has to happen today. And that was, like, after, I mean, it was in the afternoon at this point, like, almost 1 p.m. There was no, oh I was like, I don't even know, like, can I just go? Like, what? how does it work? Do I need an appointment? Like, who do I call? And she's like, okay. She's like, like, there's still a service. There's a 608 service tonight. Like, we I can try to, like, arrange it to where you can get baptized. And I was like... Okay, perfect. So then I call my parents and I'm like, hey, "Guys, listen, um, like super short notice, I'm going to get baptized tonight. Like, not a big deal." And they're like, "What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" Because like I didn't, I wasn't raised in a church going family. Like they they had never told me about baptism. I had never spoken of baptism or anything of the nature. And they were so caught off guard. And my mom at first was like you know, typically this is something that you plan so that your whole family can be there and it can be something special. And it's like this moment. And, and she's like, are you sure you have to do it today? Like, can you put it off? Like, we would love to be there. And uh, my dad was like, you know what? Like, no, if she feels that called upon, like to do it and she's, she really needs to do it right now. Like this is out of our control. Like she has to do this. So, I, um, I call, I called my mom back and I was like, Hey, listen, I know it's like really short notice, but like, if you could come, like, even if it's just you, I would absolutely love for you to be there. Um, and, and actually not just that, but if, if you, if you are able to make it, I'd like for you to be the one that baptizes me. And so my mom was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I have nothing going on. It's Sunday. Like, I'm gonna my mom lives in Cincinnati. It's two, about a two-hour drive. So she left and stopped everything she was doing. And she drove to Cincinnati to come be with me and go to this church that I'd never even stepped foot into with these people that I've never met in my life. And in front of, I mean, it was a huge congregation at that point. I mean, probably there's uh, maybe like 500 plus people there. Oh, wow. And um they yeah, I got baptized that night on September, um, uh, I think it was like 703 p.m. And, okay. yeah, it was at the end of the service, like, I think 7.03 p.m. on September 17th. And I, yeah, I got baptized. My mom was the one that baptized me. They allowed, she got into the, you know, the pool with me. She dunked me back. And I, at that point, I still wasn't sure what I was doing. I didn't know what it meant. At this point, what was your
0: belief within, like, your like your spiritual side? So
1: my spiritual side at this point was I I was still kind of... I wasn't as in alignment with the truths that I am right now. And I very much believed in God. I believed in the idea of Jesus. Um, Not necessarily like textbook, like biblical, like Mm -hmm. um, Christianity, but like, I, I mean, I pray to God. I believe in God, like the Holy spirit. I believe that like, I can do all things through Christ. Like I literally had that tattooed out my spine and, um, So I, I, I had those beliefs. So it felt right to do that at that point in time, but it was almost like, I'm glad that I didn't know what I was doing. Um, when I got baptized, meaning like what baptism actually means, because Mm -hmm. it almost allowed me to have my own, um, experience and take from that what I needed it to be. Little did I know that after that date, so many things in my life were going to change. And I think that that was God or the universe or whatever. I think that was them or it telling me, listen, a lot of shit's about to go down and you need to know, you need to know whose team you're on. Yeah. And like, so come commit yourself and like, not even like a, a giving my, myself to Jesus or what, I mean, whatever, I still don't know what it means, but like whatever it actually means, what I took from it was, I need to show that I have full faith and trust in whatever's about to happen. And I'm fucking down for the ride. Yeah. So that's, to me, that's what it was. And after that point in time, I ended a three-year relationship. I got chosen for the bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search. I went, I competed, I made top five. Um, That was absolutely amazing. I went to LA with Gabby Mm -hmm. and There was like, it was just a whirlwind. I launched a company and it was like, oh God, all these things were happening so fast. Like it was coming at me like in abundance, like in an abundance I had never experienced in my entire life. And I was, God, I had so much gratitude. I was like so close with God and, or the universe. And I was really just taking it all in, taking it all in, taking it all in. And because I had never experienced anything like that in my life, um, in, in such abundance, I did not I was not able to properly appreciate it or understand what I was doing. And what I mean by that is I was very recklessly manifesting things. And we can kind of get into manifestation in a little bit, but basically manifesting is just putting out to the universe the things that you want in life and um, calling them to, calling them to you. you, bringing that energy to you, um, and and then they manifest themselves. And, and I was doing that without even realizing that I was doing it. But there's very specific rules that you need to play by with the universe when you're manifesting things, and that has to do with having faith and having gratitude. And I had the faith, but I don't think I had the gratitude. Yeah. I was thankful for the things that were happening, but I wasn't like very like vocally expressing my gratitude mm-hmm. for the things that were happening. And so the universe loves to show off, and it loves to show you what what you are capable of and what it's capable of when you guys work in tandem. But the second that you don't play by the universe's rules and you don't express that gratitude, it can all be taken from you. Yeah, And I very, um, you know, harshly learned that lesson uh, shortly after all those amazing things happened to me. Uh, I don't blame God. I don't blame the universe. I blame my lack of gratitude. Um, and I take ownership of what happened. But after that, um, in early 2018, I suffered from... Well, I was diagnosed with uh, severe depression and also uh, seasonal affective disorder. So Mm -hmm. uh, just like, you know, summer, uh, you just get sad in the wintertime, seasonal depression, whatever you want to call it. And I hit a very, very low point in my life after that to the point that I, I couldn't even get out of bed. That it's... It pains me to even think about that because I know what a
0: happy person I am on the inside. And like how happy, like you just explained all these amazing things were happening and you were so excited and yeah. like life was great, whatever. And then suddenly it was almost like, like you just said, well, and the, you. yeah. And the thing was, is like nothing was physically taken from me at mm-hmm. that point. There was nothing,
1: nothing changed. In fact, amazing things were still happening. Like I was in grad school, I was moving into an amazing new apartment I was, uh, you know, I was launching a company still that that was like thriving. Um, I had, you know, just, just so many really good things were happening. And I could not figure out for the life of me why I felt so empty on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel guilty. And I made me feel unworthy. And so because of that, I pushed myself away from, um, from any kind of inevitably I self-sabotaged myself because I didn't feel worthy of feeling happy at that point because I was like, well, you, you know, you have all these amazing things happening to you. Why are you not like,
0: why were you, were you still, um, during this time you were really depressed. Were you still practicing nope. like, like praying nope. or any kind of spiritual routines that nope. you had before? I shunned everything. Did you think that it was because like, like God or the universe had almost like done this to you or why? I I did not until hindsight realize what had
1: happened. It happened so fast and it like, I didn't even correlate it to anything I had just experienced. Like I didn't even realize that I had stopped praying or that I had stopped manifesting or that, I mean, yes, I knew that I wasn't like reading my devotional anymore, but it was because I felt unworthy. And it's so weird because just with my beliefs and like how God works, like me really understanding that he truly is like always team Kalen. even when I push him away, like he's mm-hmm. still on my team. I, it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't let myself, I just felt like I had betrayed him. I betrayed the universe. I, mm-hmm. I didn't deserve that. Like you had that. just gotten baptized, but then you
0: weren't being like, yeah, I wasn't being holy.
1: Like I was like quote unquote, holy. I wasn't living a life that it would have felt fake at that yeah. point in time. And it would have felt very, very fake. And it's, I, I know how manifestation works and I get that you have to envision yourself. Like if, if I'm depressed and I want to be happy, I have to be able to envision myself as Kaylin being happy. But when you literally feel so empty on the inside, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like if it was that simple, I feel like I would have just, I would have fixed it. And I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out why I felt this way. And it went on for a few months. I finally asked for help. I went to a doctor um, we were able to do some blood work. Um, we kind of got a treatment plan together, ended up not having to take any medications, thank God. Um, but it wasn't until probably July, middle July, when I was able to like, be reflective of that time. And because you see were feeling better, I was starting to feel better. And I was like, Okay, let's, you know, let's evaluate what's happened in the last eight months. And let's look at because I, I honestly think that the best version of myself, when I think of the best version of myself, that was me back in, like, October, November, December, when things were going absolutely amazing. I was, like, I loved myself. I was – I felt very balanced and healthy. I had a good relationship, like, with my spirituality and my beliefs and all this stuff. And I, I think of that as, like, the ideal version of myself and who I want to be or who I thought that I wanted to be, and um, minus the lack of gratitude. <laughs> and I – I think about that. And then I think about who I was at my lowest point. And then I have to compare those things, put them side by side. Let's make a list of what, what was I doing when I was happiest when like I was externally yeah, well, and yeah, internally, and internally, what was I doing? What, what was the, what was the difference? Like I think back, I like was, what
0: stimulus were you putting on your body to get you in a really good, happy place? And yeah. then what stimulus were you putting on yourself and internally and externally? that then maybe put you in a negative place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or lack thereof. And I, I sat there and I evaluated and I realized that in my low points, I had completely neglected myself in all aspects. Mm -hmm. Like physically I was binge eating. I was eating like crap. I was talking shit to myself daily. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was so nasty to myself. I, I, don't even know why my body like didn't just like peace out at that point. Yeah. Like we out of here. But I like <laughs> I wasn't manifesting. I wasn't doing affirmations. I had stopped reading. I wasn't even reading my devotionals. I, I remember wasn't we were praying. Talking, you
0: said you weren't you weren't taking your CBD. I, like, yeah. you weren't doing anything. Yeah, of, like, I wasn't the, doing.
1: It, it wasn't even taking a, a multivitamin. Like. Yeah. And
0: I, yes.
1: And I was so just neglectful of myself and it's sad because I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, you don't deserve that. And so I'm like, no wonder you feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Like how, like, how could you not see it? But like when you're literally sitting in the bottom of a hole and you feel like you're drowning, it's hard to evaluate your situation like that. It's hard to be objective. And you just, you're constantly in this state of like, Oh, woe is me. Like, let's throw a pity party today. And it's hard to evaluate, you know, your life and your in your current state. And so now that I can look at it retrospectively and like think, okay, here's what I was doing then. Here's what I was doing when all that was happening. What's the difference? And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like a, it was just like a, not even like an epiphany or revelation. It was just so clear to me at that point. I was like, you stopped caring about yourself. Yeah, You stopped caring. And it, it just made so much sense. And so I, in July, got back on this self-development train. And it's so funny because I was, I Gabby and I both are on very similar journeys right now um, in our own respects. And my, um, the level of abundance that I'm experiencing is coming at a much slower pace than what Gabby's experiencing. And I, um, she, she called me yesterday and told me about something really, really awesome that happened to her. And she was like, it almost scares me, like how crazy, how everything's happening so fast. And I was like. Hold on. Yeah, I was like, "Listen." You're like deja like, vu. <laughs> I was like, "Listen." I was like, "I don't want you to do what I did, but I was like, just don't forget to continuously have that gratitude. gratitude. Like, yeah. have that gratitude. Like, don't get complacent in it. Don't think that and you don't deserve ex- it. Yeah, don't expect. Yeah, don't good expect things. it. Like, you have to understand that. Like, what you're manifesting is you are definitely doing that upon yourself. Like, you are you are creating that energy. You are you are willing that to happen, but like. Do not forget that the universe has rules yeah. and you must play by them. Yeah. And I um and so now like like I said, my abundance is coming at a much slower pace, but I almost like it because it allows me to like I feel like there's more longevity involved in that. And I it allows me to not feel so overwhelmed and I'm I'm really excited. So that's I'm back on it. I feel like I'm in a very good place with my mind, my body, my spirit, everything. I'm I'm still learning. And, but that's definitely that turning point that day in September, almost a year ago when I got called upon to be baptized. Um, and even my spiritual beliefs since that point in time have changed drastically. Um, and I'll talk more about like my relationship with God and the universe and like me being a quote unquote Christian and things like that. But um, yeah, that, that was definitely the, the turning point for me. I had been spiritual up to that point, but when I got called upon in a way that I had never experienced in my life to go do and then just in hindsight like how everything kind of unfolded and domino affected up to this point where I'm where I am right now like I almost think like the anniversary of my baptism coming up is like so perfect because I feel like I finally have come full circle yeah in a very symbolic way Mm -hmm. so not even just like yes yes it's been a year like we've come full circle now but like just from going from such a high, mm-hmm. like it's like you have such a high to such a low and then like the gradual like reestablishment of my mm-hmm. faith and spirituality yeah. has been so um, revolutionary for me. Yeah.
0: So I just have one question going back a little bit into when you were in February and like your lowest point and you just felt like just like crap, honestly. Mm-hmm just because for the listeners, some people may be at that point right now, or some people may be feeling like they're slowly coming out of it, or some people may honestly be feeling like they're slowly getting to that point. Yeah. So what are some things like tangible things that you did, or you can remember in those moments that you actually did to start to feel better? Because you said like, there's kind of a gap from February to July. Mm -hmm. So during that time, obviously, like that's a long time. It wasn't easy. There's probably a lot of things that you did maybe even subconsciously, but are there any things that you could maybe suggest to people if they are at a really low point to get out of it or to start kind of getting back to themselves?
1: Yes. Um, again, in hindsight, there were definitely a lot of things that I was doing at that point in time that were self-sabotaging and I didn't realize that they were self-sabotaging until I looked back on the situation. So number one being don't, don't do something that will make you uncomfortable or trigger you to feel worse. And what I mean by that is when I was in this point in t- like when I was in this state, I, like I said, I was struggling a lot with binge eating. I was having really bad, I was having issues with food. And at the same time, simultaneously, I was trying to prep for a bodybuilding show. That was something that was not in alignment with my body at that point in time. And I was very forcefully trying to make myself do it. And I, I remember uh, Michaela made a post the other day talking about how your body talks to you and how it it obviously can't physically say things to you, but it's going to give you emotions or feelings or cravings even, and that's how your body communicates with you. And when I'm forcefully trying to make my body that's already under so much stress, I'm trying to make it do something that it very reluctantly just does not want to do the only way that my body knows how to like how to speak to me is in a is in a it's it basically was the binge eating that I was experiencing was my body like retaliating against me because I was not listening to it and I wasn't doing what was good for myself at that point in time I have that would have been my Fifth competition prep at that point, and I had had very successful preps prior to that, so I should have known going into this that this was a bad idea, and I and I
0: knew that my body wasn't in. My but that's a, and even like if you don't do competitions, but that's usually people's response when they are feeling like crap or if they are binging. They're yeah. like, okay, well, let's get go on a diet. diet. Like, let's get on a diet because then I'll right. have these rules and this structure. But a lot of times those rules and that structure, it doesn't actually teach you how to fix anything. It right. just gives you rules for a set amount of time. But then when that time's over, it's like you're right back into binging. And that's a whole other topic in itself. Right, right. But it's just like in those moments, like almost drop all rules on yourself yeah. and drop all expectations. Because in that moment when you are so low, it's like – you you're don't, vulnerable. Yeah, you're vulnerable. And you don't – you shouldn't be putting yourself under any rules ex- because – And excess ex- Yes, yeah. because it's like you – at, at that point, you already are so vulnerable. So, why would you put all these expectations on yourself instead, maybe like start really small? And I think that yes. is something that you did is like, you didn't go full force, like, let's do podcasts, let's do audiobooks, let's get back yeah. into my devotional, let's take all my multivitamins. It's like you kind of did one thing at a time, right?
1: And it was, it was very much like a process over, oh, I mean, probably four, three or four months yeah. after I had started to come out of it. But that was the one thing that I don't you are your your body your mind and your spirit are so resilient like if you if you know one thing about yourself no matter how shitty you feel no matter like how unhappy you are with yourself like respect and honor like the resilience of your body and it is you are you are so susceptible to inflicting stress on yourself to the point that it's going to manifest itself in a very physical way and when I tried to make my body do something that it very, very much knew wasn't good for me, that was, it was, it's funny. Cause I think about the binge eating. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, why are like, why is this happening? Why? Like, why am I experiencing this? But that was literally like my body trying to tell me like, Hey, this isn't good. So like, stop, stop trying to force us to do this because we will retaliate. And this is the only way we know how. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I was tr- I would do really good in the day, or I would do really good for a few days, and then next thing I know, I was like at Myers buying a dozen donuts, like <laughs> and <laughs> I ate all of them, and and it, I was just I was very it was a very confusing time for me because I love to be in control of my of my body because when. Th- having control over my body when even when everything in my life that is external to me is completely chaotic completely out of control at the end of the day i know that my body is mine and i can control it so when i was experiencing the depression and the binge eating and i felt completely and totally out of control i felt
0: like i had lost all sense of myself because at that point. we're very similar in that sense when you like you thrive when you're very in tune with your body and yes. when you can control yes. like how you're feeling and that's why you did really good at bodybuilding because like you were really good at just being resilient and being like almost just having that full um, just total control of everything that you do. And that's just, I mean, it's a very uh, prominent personality type and certain people may be able to do that. And some people may not have that um, control or that, I don't even know what the word would be, but I guess that intuition. But I feel like that is something that it can help you so much, but Mm -hmm. it can also really hurt you if you get too obsessed or too wanting to be in too much control. And that's right. when kind of the spirituality stuff comes in. Cause it's almost like, when can you let, like let go of the reins mm-hmm. and just trust that whatever is happening is for a higher purpose and for a right. reason, because honestly, without that, we've talked so much about this and it would, it would probably be a four hour podcast if we got, in, <laughs> got into this. But if you wouldn't have gone through what you did in February with your depression, it's like, there are a lot of things that have happened over the past five months that you would not have been able to deal with or been mm-hmm. able to handle as well if you had not have been through that
1: experience. So
0: I would never wish depression upon anyone, but at the same time, I wouldn't
1: change it though.
0: It wouldn't change it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I wouldn't take that. I would not take that experience away from myself.
0: Yeah. Because it's like you needed it to be able to teach others and to help Mm -hmm. others and also to better help yourself in the future.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of stuff that I have encountered, um, a lot of experiences, people, uh, in general over since that point in time over the last eight months, that that's insane. That's been eight months, but, um, that if I had not gone through that, I would not know how to handle or be in control of my my energy, my mood, my situations, or have the empathy that I do today without having gone through what I went through. So although that was definitely the lowest point in my life, and I don't want to go back there. I don't <laughs> ever want to go back there. Like, that, it scares me. Like, I don't, I never want to be back there. But
0: now you know the signs, too. You yes, know if you yes, start, it's, yes. like, it's like, and it sucks that people have to go through this, but it's like if you don't, then like, it's almost like you can never, you never want full 100% happiness because if you don't have sadness, then you're never going to have happiness because it just becomes the norm. Right. So it's kind of like, need we the balance, need these, yeah. yeah, we need these times in our lives. And as hard as it is when you're going through it, when you're going through a really crappy time, even in those moments when like this, it kind of sounds frou-frou and like just so like weird to say, but like you almost do have to show gratitude for those hard times in that moment. Cause like, like I was in one of the books I was reading called the universe has your back by Gabrielle Bernstein. One of the things she was saying is like, when you're going through these times, that's when you almost turn to prayer and you say like God, universe, whatever you believe in, Thank you for giving me this challenge and thank you for giving me these emotions and this negative energy because without it, I would have no positive and I would have no reason to learn how to grow and I would have no reason to just to have growth in general.
1: And that's really difficult to do when you're actually in the situation. It's so much easier to have retrospective gratitude because you can look back like me now and say, wow, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have been able to do X, Y, and Z or handle this situation or that person. But when you're actually going through it, having, you know, having the internal strength and the spiritual faith to be able to have that type of gratitude when you are literally in the dumps, you are feeling so low, you maybe can't even get out of bed. And to be able to sit there and and be grateful for something is, I don't, I won't, I don't, I'm not going to say it's not impossible by any means, but it's going to feel that way. And And it almost will
0: feel fake. Like I know if I'm, if I'm having a really stressful day or something really bad happens, that's just like totally uncalled for. Like say you're driving home from work and someone rear ends you or you like something happens that's just like totally should not like you wouldn't wish it upon anyone. It's really hard in those moments. And it seems fake to almost be like, everything's going to be okay. Like Like, look at the bright side. Like this happens for a reason. Like it is really hard in those moments to, to believe that. But it's almost like in those moments, even if you don't truly believe it, You have to kind of, even if it's so hard and if you don't truly believe it in that moment, you have to just tell yourself like almost just let go of the reins and believe that something higher than you is giving you that situation for a reason and the universe or God or whatever does not hand you things that you cannot handle. Like you are never put in a situation in your life that you cannot handle or you would not be here today.
1: And also to think of it, not just just about yourself, but what... Because obviously, like, anything that happens to you, you're just like, oh, my gosh, what did I do to deserve this? But also think of it as you could have been a vessel for somebody else's learning experience. Mm -hmm. And Like today. Right, exactly. Like today. I almost
0: got hit in the parking lot, and I was really, really angry. And I was like, why did this lady almost back up into me? Like, why did this happen? But then I kind of was thinking about it after I had driven away. I was like, you know what? Maybe she would have gotten in an accident. But me... Being this vessel for her, she her almost hitting me and her realizing her mistake, she's she is cautious. now going to be more cautious and aware and now she's not going to get in that accident. So like right. as stupid as that is, that almost calmed me in that moment when I was really heated and angry that this woman had almost hit my brand new car. Right. I I was able to kind of see, okay, I was today a vessel and I was today, I was the light for her. Even though it was a crappy situation, I was the light and I was able to, to guide her in a in a safer and healthier way. Right.
1: And so sometimes it's – things aren't all about you. Like, yeah, <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you. But, no, sometimes things aren't about you, and, and that's okay, too. So don't always feel like you need to have an answer for something. And the thing, too, that's crazy about, you know, experiences and the, and the shit that happens to us is – you might not know you you have to be okay with the fact that you might a never know why that happened to you but you have to trust and have faith that it did happen for a reason whether that was for yourself or for somebody else and then b you also have to be okay with the fact that like you're not going to have the instant gratification of seeing the why immediately so even Mm -hmm. if there is a why for you to embody and understand it might be 10 years from now like like you may have gone through something absolutely traumatic and you might have no idea why that happened. You're like, why would that happen to me? I'm a good person. I don't deserve that. And then 10 years from now, you might meet somebody who, after you've healed from that situation and you've grown from it, who's going through the exact same thing and you can be a mentor to them and you can help pull them from that, through that situation. Like that, that's another thing. Like, so you have to be okay with the fact that
0: things you don't that, have all the answers
1: and and, and they to stop searching be.
0: for them too. Yeah, exactly. That's something that I think we talked about this a lot um, so when we were at the, at the rose retreat. Yeah, like, a lot so of people, when they're praying or when they're manifesting or just even thinking, they're like they want answers. Like we as humans are just wired to want answers. We want to know the whys, we want to know the hows, we want to know every little detail so we can understand. But sometimes you you mm-hmm. will never you understand. Ha- yeah, and you don't have to. And and I think that In you. Fact, I mean, that's the
1: key. I think that's like the key. Um, like definition of faith is like mm-hmm. having faith that things will happen or whatever did happen like you have faith and trust in that higher being that whatever that whatever that situation is was supposed to happen and being content with not needing to have the answer why but yeah. just having that trust that whatever it is was meant to be
0: mhm yeah i love that and i think that that is something that's really important for people going forward cuz especially if you start to get spiritual um, you start kind of asking like, okay, like I believe now, like I've got, I've got a good relationship with God or with the universe. Like now I want all the answers. And it's like, you, you yeah. shouldn't be searching for answers. You should be searching for just for growth and for what was the word you use at the Rose retreat? Like don't search for answers, but search, search for I, for gratitude and so, for I,
1: clarity and peace,
0: clarity and peace. Yeah, that's so it, I was going to talk,
1: I was going to touch on that real yeah, quick. Go for so it. for a long time, like the way that I pray, I never pray for outcomes. Um, I never say, like, oh, God, I want this to happen or please let this happen. Uh, I've I've very much come to the understanding that uh, outcomes are never positive or negative. Those are how we interpret an outcome is, is perception. So we either perceive something to be negative or we perceive them to be positive. But outcomes themselves are never Uh, one or the other. It's
0: like going back to like my almost accident today. I could have seen that as a really negative thing that happened to my day. Like this lady almost hit me and it ruined my day. But today I chose to see it as a positive thing. I was like, I'm being positive and happy that I didn't get hit. Mm -hmm. And I'm being positive and happy that I can now go forward being more careful. And she can also go go forward being more careful.
1: Right. And then having that, um, being able to choose the positive perception is again, going straight back to having faith. Um, And so, anyways, the way that I pray, I never pray for outcomes uh, because I do have faith and trust that whatever is meant to happen is going to happen the way that it's supposed to, and I'm content with that. So the only things that I ever pray for other than like, uh, you know, people that are sick or like I I pray for strength for my family or whatever, anything that's not about myself. I pray for other people all the time, but when I'm praying for myself and the things that I want, I only ever pray for for what used to be peace, clarity, and understanding. I would always pray. That was one of my top three was understanding. And it wasn't until uh, right before the Rose Retreat, I read a devotional and it literally, like the first sentence of it was, do not ask for understanding, don't I was like what I was like what "What do you mean I was asking for this I was was like I've been praying for this what do you mean like and I I like thought I was like so holy and like my like the way that I pray for things like yeah I don't pray for like things that happen to me I just like pray to understand shit and uh, and I was so when that happened I was like I got slapped in the face with my devotional book it was like no you're doing it wrong but that's
0: something too that's like I mean that's even a good point right there like you reading your devotional being able to give up to new understandings and new learnings because you could have in that moment been like no no, like this is I've always done this. Like, I like praying this way, but like, you're never the master. You never know yes, all the answers. Yeah.
1: And it, it, I, so like, I read the devotional, I went through it, and basically, what it was saying is like, you. Your need for understanding um, shows scarcity in your trust
0: mm-hmm. because
1: what happens is is when you need, you have that need, that desire to understand what's going on and you're searching for it, that means that you are not content with, the, with the, the outcome that happened. So when something happens to you and you're like, I need to know why, that shows that you did not trust that that was actually meant to be your outcome. And so you're looking for an answer because you weren't content with the one that was given to you mm-hmm. and so I guess or the lack thereof the answer so I was like oh my gosh that makes so much sense I understand now like I quote unquote I understand now because I before I was I was praying to understand the situations of the things that were going on in my life and and that was showing my lack of trust because I you don't need to understand when you just, when you fully do trust that everything happens for a reason. And so now I pray only for peace and clarity. So the peace part of it is having, um you know, having that contentment, having that peace within myself, no matter the outcome. So whether I perceive it to be good or bad, whatever's happening in my life, I want to have peace in that because peace is, uh, is more powerful than understanding. So, Peace is what happens when you are okay. When you lack understanding, when you don't have an answer, you can still be at peace. And then the clarity part of it is to know, basically, like clarity is. It can be people. I think I think they they confuse clarity with understanding because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, I have like clarity in the situation. You can have clarity in a situation without having an answer. You can have acceptance or of a situation. Understanding why. Understanding yeah. like yeah, it
0: can be. But I feel like that's when clari- clarity is almost faith it's like like if you're if you have faith then you will have clarity because you like because that faith is your clarity like even if you don't have the understanding or you don't like have the answer answer. it's not black and white you you
1: still have that like I I want to keep calling it contentment you have that contentment you are okay you are solid in in your faith and Mm -hmm. you you just have that that I want to like that crystal clear vision that aha that enlightened feeling of I get this, like yeah. I, I get it without having to have a very concrete, tangible answer. So yeah. that's, those are the things that I pray for. Is I think, and I think clarity. that
0: that's so important for us to even talk about here. Because if you're, say you're at the beginning of your spiritual journey, or maybe you're confused about what you believe in, or you don't know. What you believe in, or you're trying to believe in something. I think it's really important for us to say this because that's my mistake that we made for a yeah. long time. Is you, you kind of you, you learn about the law of attraction, you learn about how the universe, universe works, and then you start just praying and manifesting all these things into your life, and you try to like only think about like having these outcomes, and so it's like or having these like tangible things or understanding or whatever. And mm-hmm. so if you can kind of go into it knowing and like learning better tactics on how to manifest yeah. and how to just like have more peace and clarity or peace and clarity in yeah. your, in your, um, your faith. Right. Then I think that it, you'll just be able to almost create a better foundation. I want to talk about um, something that this, and this is literally like why I wanted to do this podcast. So personally for me, I grew up as someone who was in a very spiritually fluid household. Like my mom kind of identified as Christian, my family, never went to church. I think I went a few times with my mom. I went a few times with my friends, but I never ever resonated with the word God or with the Bible or any of that. I just, I didn't believe in it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know. I just never had a connection. And so for me, when I, cause I didn't have a connection, I thought that meant that I Wasn't religious or I couldn't be spiritual because I didn't believe in quote unquote God or the Bible, what the Bible says. So I can't be religious. So I kind of lived my entire life like that. And it wasn't until I was introduced to like the law of attraction and the universe and stuff that kind of became my religion. And I kind of became concrete in that. Like I was like, no, like I don't believe in God. I believe in the universe. Like I believe in energy. I believe in frequency and all of this stuff. And that I kind of identified that as my religion. And I still pushed away any idea of God or Or and if people talked about God, I would really just—it honestly made me angry. Like if I heard people talking about God and religious stuff, like I was very hateful towards that because I was like, "How the heck could you believe in that? Like you're crazy." And it wasn't until one day I was at Kaylin's house, and this was when I say one day, I mean like literally two months ago. I was sitting in Kaylin's living room, and she was—we were talking about a book. What was the book called? The one that oh, conversations with God. Conversations with God, and. I don't know what it was, but something just like it kind of hit me. And I was like, when I was developing spiritually, like, well, what I what I thought was spiritually, I was in a really good place and I felt really good. So I kind of felt inclined and compelled to start doing more self-development and start just like getting back into my self-care routine and getting like having more growth. And with that also came like, I guess, unintentionally also having spiritual growth. And then when Kaylin told me this analogy, it literally it forever I will literally know remember this is a turning point in my life like literally my life and then also my spiritual journey she gave me this analogy I'm gonna have her explain it and kind of talk about it but this analogy literally changed my life because it allowed me to be spiritually fluid and it allowed me to uh, to accept accept different ideas and understand that like everybody has their own viewpoint and their own truth and that's okay and now like I, if you would have told me that I would have done my very first interviewed podcast on about spirituality and about religion and about all this kind of stuff, I would laugh in your face (laughs) because religion was like my kryptonite. I hated it. I hated it. But now like, I literally love it so much. And I feel so comfortable using the word God. And I feel so comfortable using the word pray. And I do pray, but it's like, after Kaylin explains this, I I think you'll kind of understand because my question for you, Kaylin is kind of like, what is like, what do you believe? And like, looking at you from the outside, I would think, Oh wow, this girl's a Christian. Like mm-hmm. I look your Instagram stories, you post like your Jesus calling devotional every day. I did think for the longest time that you were super religious. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I almost didn't talk to Kaylin about religion because I thought, wow, yeah, she's super religious. Like she goes to church, she reads the Bible every morning. Like I don't want to talk to her about this because I'm not gonna believe or kind of like anything she has to say. And then she told me this and my life was changed. Okay, so
1: I'm gonna just quickly um cover my beliefs. I mentioned this at the beginning that I have a very unconventional relationship with God and I I I do kind of I kind of uh identify myself as a quote-unquote Christian and I will explain why, but it is not uncommon like Gabby said for people to from the outside looking in think that I am very much a holy roller <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I am like hardcore Christian, I'm, you know, Jesus or die kind of thing and that's fine. I don't care that – I don't correct people when they when they have that perception of me. Because you're so
0: concrete. I'm, your- yeah, I'm fine with what my beliefs are and when people – It's almost like with fitness. Like if people – like you, if you're so worried about what people are saying about you and yeah. like you're so worried about like what you look like and what people are maybe thinking about you. But it's like you – like I know like when I go into the gym, I have no – I don't care. Like I don't even – it doesn't even phase yeah. me. I don't care what people think about me because yeah. I'm so – concrete and like solid. And like, I'm so, I believe so wholeheartedly in myself and what I'm capable of Mm -hmm. inside the gym. So I don't care what people have to say about me. It's the same thing with your spirituality. And
1: like, I do post devotionals on my Instagram stories and I, I post about God and I post about Jesus and all this stuff. And Even though when, when you hear what my, what my relationship is and what my understanding is and what my beliefs are, you're going to be like, I could be persecuted for this. (laughs) But, um, it's, if you were going by the Bible, if I was going by the Bible, but it's, I don't care that people perceive me to be one way, even though I'm fully aware of the fact that like what their thoughts are of my spirituality is probably wildly inaccurate um, I don't feel the need to correct that. If I, if I sit and have a one-on-one conversation with you, I'm going to be straight up honest with you and you guys are going to hear it from me first right now. But, um, so like I said, my, my relationship with God is very unconventional. I was not raised in a church. I, um, I did come, I do come from a, a quote unquote Christian family. My grandparents, very religious. Um, my parents were raised in church kind of thing, but I was never raised in church. And, I did believe in God. I do believe in God and I believed in Jesus and, you know, everything. But I always knew that when I would go to church with my Nana um, and we would, you know, sit there through the service, I could not pay attention. I did not care. I, none of it resonated with me. I, I thought it was weird. And I also felt very guilty that I'd thought it was weird. I, it just didn't, nothing sat well with me. Nothing. I felt very judged when I would go to church. I didn't think a lot of the things that they were saying, I was like, this is a bunch of BS because I personally, I mean, I believe in evolution and I believe in science and that's just a very unChristian thing to believe where you, you, they basically tell you, you can't believe in both. It's black and white. Like you, you pick one or the other. And I was not okay with that because I believe in science. And so I, from a young age, knew that um, the way that I wanted to believe in God was not in alignment with how I was told I needed to believe in God or believe in Jesus and, you know, have, have that relationship with him. And so for a while, I just chose not to. I mean, I prayed and I would pray, I I, I prayed, I, I, gosh, I, I've prayed for as long as I can remember before bed, like every night I would pray and I have like a very specific way that I pray at nighttime and I, and I've always done that. But it wasn't until I got into college when I realized I was like, you know, I kind of want to maybe start going to church. And I was kind of very, I was a very passive Christian up to that point. Like I said, I was Christian, but didn't do anything Christian like at all. And so I started going to church, and once again, I realized I felt very much out of place. And it was at that point that I felt like, okay, I don't know if I'm a Christian. (laughs) I don't know if this is real. I don't know if I'm like, if, it was weird because I knew that there was God. Like, I very much knew that I had, I knew that that was what I believed in, but I was like, I don't believe in any of this other stuff. None of this is – I don't believe in any of this. And I believed in – I knew I believed in the lessons. And I knew I believed in the hope. But it was like I could not wrap my head around this like – was Ark stuff and like, mm-hmm. you know, like just thing. I was like, well, like Adam and Eve eating, you know, easy eating an apple and now I got a period. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and I was like, I don't think that's how it works. And so I just, it was hard for me because I knew the way that I wanted to believe and I just didn't think, um, I didn't think I was allowed to. I genuinely thought you are, if you do not believe the way that the Bible tells you to believe you are wrong and you will be condemned to hell. You'll be persecuted. Like you will be shunned from the church. You are not accepted as a part of this religion. And I didn't like that. I was like, this is just, this doesn't feel right to me. And so I kind of struggled um, for a while with, with going back and forth. Um, and that's so crazy that I even had such strong confliction about it. Cause I wasn't even raised in church, but I still had this Just feeling of like, yeah, I, I like, still
0: had this feeling of like, okay, if I don't believe this way, and I feel like it's better now in like yeah. 2018, but this is back in like 2012. yeah, 2012. Like, yeah I mean, yeah, this was, the, yeah, a lot has changed in yeah, the past like six the, years yeah, yeah. when it comes to religion. Exactly.
1: And so I remember my friend Megan, she gave me a book and I still have, it's called conversations with God. And I started to read it. And obviously this is not a, um, this isn't a, what would be considered a quote unquote, holy scripture by any means. Um, it's, it was written by a man and I, which I mean, I guess the Bible was too, but so I guess technically it could be if I wanted to be, but I started reading it and it, I don't know if you guys have ever read this book or if you've ever heard of it or anything. I highly suggest if you are struggling the same way that I was struggling, go buy this book. It has a lot of answers in it. Um, but basically it's a dialogue between the author of the book and God. And he, he's asking him really hard questions, really difficult questions about life and about religion and, you know, free will and death and hell and all this stuff. And basically it it comes out and it says like, dude, believe whatever you want. Like, you know, just like believe if that's what you believe, if that's what feels right, like that's probably what's right. And it was just funny because it said, if you ever read something, I don't care how holy the scripture is. I don't care if Jesus himself wrote it. Like if it doesn't feel right to you and it's not in alignment with your beliefs, then it's not true. And that was like a huge wake up call for me because I was like, wow, so you're telling me that I can still like be a child of God and, and believe whatever I want. And it's totally fine. And that was just like, mind blown. Like if you can literally envision my head exploding right now, like that's, (laughs) that's literally what happened. And so after reading that book, I, I got clear on a lot of my truths. I got really effing clear. Mm -hmm. And it's still clarity that I'm still building on because I now even more than ever have a very fluid spirituality. And so um, even like pre me getting baptized, I had these beliefs like this was I realize, you know, my relationship with God is one that I can cultivate. My God is not as judgmental as the one that, you know, Christian society has pushed on me. My beliefs do not fall within perfect constructs of Christianity. And here's the one, here's the kicker. This is the one that people typically like their jaws hit the floor when I say this. Um, I do, like I said, identify as a Christian, but I don't believe that Jesus was real. <laughs> uh, what mic drop. mic drop i um i think that jesus um and the idea of jesus what he stands for i mean he might have been a real dude like he like you know like there might have been somebody named jesus and he might have done some you know some really cool stuff that they were like, "Wow, we need to write about him," and then he got, you know, turned into the superhero. Like that might have happened. I'm not like totally. I'm not saying he didn't like ever live, but like Jesus being like the son of God, I don't think that that's. I don't know that that actually happened, and I'm okay with that. Like that that used to scare me to say aloud. Like it really like gave me anxiety to say that aloud. But like I'm I'm super mm-hmm. I'm super fine saying that. Um, I do, however. I believe in the hope that Jesus gives people. I believe in the stories, the the scripture, the Bible verses, everything that, because uh, if you think about it, there's not, there's not a single thing that happens to you in your life that you can't find a Bible verse that like fits it like perfectly, that gives you some type of solace or hope or like validation for the way that you're feeling. And that is very real. And that's what, that's what I believe about like, about, you know, that's why I still identify kind of as a Christian, because I think that what Jesus represents, that is real to me. And I do find hope in that. and I do find peace in that, whether it's real or it's, you know, just something that it's a coping mechanism for myself, however you want to, however you want to view it. Like that's, that's how I perceive it. So when I say I have a very unique relationship with God as a Christian with Jesus, that's what I'm talking about. So, yes, I read a devotional every morning called Jesus Calling, but I'm also sitting here telling you, like, I don't think that, you know, like that that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm okay with that. And I'm sure that a lot of you listening right now are going to get really turned off to that if, you, if, if that is your truth. But I'm also telling you that if Jesus is your truth, that is okay. That is so fine. Like if Jesus isn't your truth, that is okay. That is totally fine. I'm not here trying to change anything. Like your relationship with God and Jesus is your relationship. And that was the kicker for me. It was was like, yeah, yeah, go for it. that's That's what I'm getting into. So you are allowed to have whatever relationship with your religion, with your God, with your higher being, your higher power. That's, that's yours to have. And the the analogy that I gave Gabby that kind of that changed my life, guys. <laughs> it changed my life. <laughs> is and this is, I think, hopefully will be a huge eye opener for you guys, and maybe even bring some healing into your heart because I've experienced it as I've said this. But if you think about, if you have siblings, maybe you have a brother or a sister. I have a brother. I'm going to use my brother and myself. We are both extremely close to our parents. Like my mom and dad, I'm. I am like literally stuck up my mom's butt. Like, it is so bad. I'm the same. I'm a huge daddy's girl. My brother, he has an amazing relationship with my parents. Me and my brother have an amazing relationship. However, the relationship that each of us have with our parents and my mom, my mom says this all the time, is so different. I interact and I speak and I, you know, I tell my parents things and I rely on them differently. And I, I just, I interact with them on a, a much different Uh, I guess, scale than my brother does. And he interacts with them differently. But again, like I said, me and my brother are still very close. And does that, at the end of the day, does that relationship, those differences in my relationship versus my brother's relationship, does that affect how my parents love either one of us? Does that change how they value us, how they respect us and how they view us as people and as humans? Like, no it it doesn't yeah. and it 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 really doesn't like they don't love either one of us more in fact they love us more because of those differences in our in our relationships with them so why would you ever why would you ever think that the creator of the universe whether that be God or some other higher higher being I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it God or even if you don't know the, or even if you don't know but like you can't Whatever that thing is, it created you, which makes it by definition your father or your mother, you in a guy, girl, whatever, I don't care. But that, that is your parent. Okay. So why would you think that you have your beliefs and your relationship with that higher being has to follow any type of rule set other than what is truly in alignment with your beliefs and what you feel on your inside is, is right. Why would you ever think that that needed to be the exact same as somebody else? And the thing is, is like what I love most about my analogy is the fact that, yes, I have a completely different relationship with my parents than my brother does, but him and I are best friends, just like me and Gabby. Like me Mm -hmm. and Gabby have very different relationships with what our higher. Like, I mean, and more and more, I feel like they're becoming more intertwined and fluid, but like even, even before, like when I told her this, they were very different. And
0: Mm -hmm. I believe- Like I refuse, I, 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 I avoided talking- Talking to Kaylin about religion, because I I thought that she was a Bible thumper. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought that I thought that she was just all about like God and stuff, and I didn't I didn't know that like we almost had similar beliefs. We like had, when it comes yeah, to like the were, universe. Yeah, there just, were things like, that
1: were similar. And the thing is, is like even though Gabby has those beliefs and those are her truths and I have mine, Gabby's not my enemy. Yeah. Because somebody believes differently than you, you do not need to change them. That is their truth. It doesn't make them wrong, it doesn't make you right. It makes you right in your own belief. Mm-hmm. But it but you don't need that's where the that's where and that's
0: where the so a good example is a girl commented on one of my pictures when I talked about my spirituality and she was very like kind of demeaning and was like well if you don't believe in God like as in the Bible then you can't believe in God at all and like I sent a screenshot to Kaylin and I was really really angry I was like this is not what this post is about this is about spiritual fluidity and acceptance of everyone and she was like Kaylin responded oh my god it was amazing she goes Gabby you can't be mad at her you have to show her love and acceptance because that is her truth. And whatever she believes is true for her and you should not have to try and change it. So with everything that we're saying... Like you, you don't ha- have to, believe. you don't have to, like, I, I will never believe everything you believe no. and you sh- will never believe everything no. I believe. And my relationship with my God is my relationship and it doesn't make it any better or any worse or any yeah. less or any more or, or than yours. Yeah. It
1: doesn't like, it doesn't take away from the value. It doesn't diminish that.
0: Like, and that's where the, I think the issue with religion in general kind like of comes the in. Of yeah. The institution of like religion and all religions, not just Christianity, not just Catholicism, not, not Islam, not any of them. All of them, because they all believe in these set of rules and these um, like truths. And if you don't believe in that exact truth in the exact way that it was written in this book, then you are suddenly wrong. Wrong, and yeah. that's not right. And that's not what I believe in. And I mean, if that is what you believe in, again, that's then that's, fine. Your, that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. your truth. But I'm just here to tell you that. You will have a much better relationship with your spirituality if you're able to accept others and understand that your belief system is your belief system and it is not any less or any more than those around you. And you'll be able to go throughout your day with so much more love and acceptance because you'll realize that not even talking about religion, but other people's truths and what they believe is a good diet or is a good way of doing things or a good way of parenting or a good way of whatever. Like everyone has these beliefs for themselves that work for them. And like Those that is traits. that is their truth and that is what they believe. And like who are you to ever question them or try and change that When Because right. even if it isn't the most moral truth, say you have a friend who is maybe – trying to do this extreme diet and you know that it's not right. And you're like, girl, you should not be doing that. Like, yes, obviously talk to them and like maybe try and enlighten them. But if, if someone is really set in their beliefs, maybe they need, like they need to go through that to learn. And right. they, and that's like on their yeah. path and their journey. Like they need to go through these truths that maybe aren't right for them in order to get to the truths that are right. And you for them. don't need
1: to be the hero to intervene. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to do that. Um, that's so funny. Cause I was literally just talking to my mom this morning about how, um, she sent me a meme and it was something about, it was this little boy and they had this, like this totally disturbed look on his face. And it was like, oh, I like growing up. Like all I wanted to do was be an adult. And now I'm just broken, tired. Yeah. And it was like this toddler. And I was like, God, isn't that not the truth? And, um, I was like, I just remember back, like when I was younger, how I thought I knew everything and how like in my, like my lives, and my beliefs and my understanding have like evolved so much since then. But even like, I thought I knew everything. And my, my mom was like, yeah, like it's so funny watching you and your brother. She's like, because you guys are going through the same types of struggles and situations that me and your dad have gone through and we so badly. We want to just be like listen, that's actually not the best way to go about doing Mm -hmm. that. You should do it this way. And she's like, but then we're like, you know what? Like if we sit there and we try to coddle them and, you know, and bring them the answers they are either going to like shun us Mm -hmm. or, and think that they're right, but they're also never going to learn. So that you have to let people go through those. And it's the same thing for every single person. Like, and even as a parent, like, like that's, and even the universe, I mean, I think that's symbolic for everything. Like you have to go, like we're each on our own journeys to like our, our, you know, our ultimate destiny and how we get there is ours to decide. and it's not meant for anybody to intervene. And we have to go through these things and experience these things in life, good and bad to, to figure out, you know, do I turn left here or do I turn right? And it's, it's no different than parenting. It's how the, the universe parents us, and I think that's. I mean, think about that when you're interacting with people and you see things that maybe aren't in alignment with what you're doing. That's okay. Don't try and change they're them. They're on their own journey. Yeah, they're, not, they're just they're if on everyone their own on this
0: planet could just stop trying to make just others mind your believe. <laughs> yeah, like just stop trying to make other people believe like what is true for you, because like what works for them works for them, and like unless it's extremely immoral and like hurting others. Then, like that's yeah. when you can gu- like guide. Pe- that's when you guide people. You don't. At the end of the day, like you can't change anyone, and you shouldn't want to change anyone. You should want to guide them and be the light and be the vessel for for light and and whatever that means in their life. Like right. you, you shouldn't try and force your beliefs on them. Just yep. help them find their truths, whatever that whatever means. they may
1: be. Yeah, and it's like I just I, yeah I think that that's huge and knowing that. It's the diversity in the truths that
0: makes this world that beautiful. Make, yeah,
1: that makes us all different, and I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, I, I just—it's beautiful. It really it, yeah, is because just, I've yeah. learned
0: so much. Like, I've learned so much from people like that I surround myself with, and from podcasts and from stuff. And some things I really resonate with and really connects to me, and I can find a lot of solace and clarity in, in the things that I learn. But then some things I read, and I'm like, you know what? That's not really for me right now, or I don't really believe in that, or I. I I don't, I don't really align with that currently, but I love getting all of these tools from people to add to my toolbox for maybe later in my life. Cause like meditation is a really good example. So like, I have never been able to meditate really. Like I've tried a little bit, I've tried here and there and like, but it's something that like I really, really want to be able to do. And I really want to get to a place where I feel comfortable doing it. But it's something that I've tried. I've tried and it just hasn't been there and it hasn't felt right. But it's not something that I am completely saying, oh, well, that didn't work. I'm no longer going to use it. It's something that I'm keeping in my toolbox for the, d- the day and the moment that it's right and it needs to happen yes. and it's and it's there. Yeah. And it's the same with like any other like – that's. I mean that's why I love talking to people like Kaylin and talking – our friend Sunny, she's super spiritual and like has enlightened us on – all these like rocks and candles and incense yeah, and more hippie yeah. stuff, but like that's stuff that like maybe five months ago before Kayla enlightened Might me on this. I it. wouldn't have even batted an eye at it. I would yeah, have been like, You're a hippie weird. bye. Like, don't make me sit with rocks. Like that's not gonna do anything. But it's like when you can actually open your mind up and have just acceptance for everybody's ideas and truths. And you can kind of pick and choose which ones align yes. with you. Yes. You're able to literally create so much spirituality, fluidity, and so much just acceptance and love. Like yes. everything we do should be rooted and based in love. And and honestly, and it, it, the opposite of love is fear. And if you're fearful, like if you're not accepting other people's like ideas and you're not um, able to see them or you're very like, you put people's ideas off or you don't want to hear them. It's because you're scared Mm -hmm. because you're scared of what they may say, or you're scared of how they, like how it may affect you. And you're scared. You're just, you have fear and you should not be based out of fear. Everything you do every day in your life should be based out of love and love is acceptance.
1: Yes. I think that the, one of the biggest things that you just said there and uh, something that a lot of people struggle with is, um, being able to choose, um, choose what's in alignment with yourself. Yeah. And And it may change over time. Right. And I think that that's, again, something that religion has kind of instilled in a lot of people is the fact that it's like an all or nothing thing. Yeah. They don't understand that you get to decide. You make Mm -hmm. the choice. You, you get to decide what resonates with you. What's in alignment with you. What's like, what's going to be most beneficial for you today. And I think a good example of that, something that I'm still working on with myself is because like I said, like my relationship with God and Jesus is constantly evolving and it's, it's to the point now where like I, when I read my devotional, like I post it some days, some days I will post it on my story and some days I don't. And some people are like, you know, like where are your devotionals at? And sometimes what I read in that book is just not in alignment with me anymore. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will read something and I'm like, Oh, I don't really like that. Like that, that seems very judgmental. And again, cause like Jesus calling, that is a very Christian based, um, that's a very Christian based devotional. Now, definitely there are, there are things in there that I find extremely insightful. And if I think that it's applicable, I will post it on my story to share. But then sometimes I'm just kind of like, I'm not going to post this because that's not really in alignment with how I'm feeling. And I used to almost struggle with that. Like I would read my devotional and I, will, I would almost forcefully try to make myself like resonate with what the words were saying, because that's what a, a good Christian would do. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what, you know, that's what I should be doing that, you know, these are the words of God, like I need to be embodying this. But then as I'm getting more comfortable in my truths and what, what my beliefs actually are, I'm finding it easier and easier to sometimes reject the devotional, meaning Mm -hmm. like if I read it and it it doesn't really resonate with me, or I just don't really, I mean, it's just not in alignment with, with who I am that day that is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to, re- I'm allowed to reject that. I have, and that doesn't make me a, it doesn't make me unholy. It doesn't make me a non-believer. It doesn't affect my relationship with God. Those are just, those are man-written words mm-hmm. that it, God didn't write that. Like mm-hmm. those are man-written words and it is okay for me as a human being for me to reject that belief. And that's, yeah. that's so true for all of you too. Like, I think a lot of people think that, oh gosh, well, like, I don't really believe this, but I, I think that I'm supposed to, you're not supposed to do shit. <laughs> You're supposed to do what, what feels right to you. If it doesn't feel right, if it does not feel right, like in, in your soul, in your heart, then it's wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care if it's, if it's written in the Bible. I don't care if it's written in scripture and any holy writing, like whatever, or whoever is telling you to believe that way. If it feels wrong to you, then it's wrong. It's not yeah. your truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this conversation has been. I'm sitting here. I can just feel the so, feel the energy in, in this, this tent. tent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but we are sitting in a tent with a candle lit and rocks around us. But um. I, this, this, these are the conversations that Kayla and I have daily, and I'm so grateful to have someone like her in my life to have these conversations with. So I highly urge you that if, if you loved this conversation and you're someone who almost like needs this more in your life, reach out to someone. Like if you don't have someone physically there with you, like find someone you connect with on Instagram and reach right. out to them yeah. or us, like we're, we're coaches. Like this is this kind of stuff we do in our coaching. And like, mm-hmm. we talk about this kind of stuff and it's not just strictly like physical base, but, um, wrapping this up so that we don't keep you guys here all day, which I bet we probably could. Yeah, easily. Um, I want to end, um, I'm going to, with the podcast, I'm going to kind of do ending questions and I don't, I'm going to kind of come up with something that is cohesive throughout the entire thing. But for now, as this is the beginning of my podcast, I want my question that I'm going to be asking my interviewees, interviewees. Mm -hmm. Um, the ending question is just, what are your top tips for self-development and self growth and this is kind of I guess wildly like it can be spiritual it doesn't have to be spiritual but I just kind of at the end of the day I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are looking for self-growth and just self-development overall so no matter what your answer is it doesn't have to be spiritual based um but what are your top tips for self-growth and self-development
1: I have three and I've been thinking about this oh not just like not right now but like in general I've been thinking about this question because that's something that a lot of people ask me they're like okay like you know, you seem like you're doing so well in your own personal development, like what can you recommend to me? So number one being keep an open mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't, even if even if the things that are being said to you is not in alignment, that is okay. The more outrageously open you are to life's opportunities and to new ideas and to meeting new people, um, that's gonna eventually bring in, like that, the universe will honor that frequency and that energy and they will eventually bring something to you that is in alignment. So keep an open mind. The second thing is never think you know everything you are you should constantly be a student even if like you play the teacher role and you are teaching people a lot um, that's totally fine but like also honor the fact that you you are a student of the universe you should continuously be learning you should be trying to expand your knowledge base um, because that will make you a better teacher if you you know you can't be a can't be a great teacher unless you're a really great student so Always, 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 always be developing and expanding your knowledge and growing and, you know, looking at new resources, looking at new ideas, meeting new people, things like that. So that's the second one. And then the third one being is read and listen to podcasts and... Or
0: audiobooks. Or audiobooks. Yeah, or (laughs) audiobooks.
1: And like, because I think that that's something that I find very useful. And I've I've even told Gabby, like, you know, there's we have a small circle of people that we feed off of and we learn from here in Lexington, but a lot of the stuff that we learn is kind of self-taught and we do that through listening to podcasts and um, you know, following Instagram accounts that are in alignment with this and reading books and um, you know, listening to audio books, things like that that are going to continuously keep our minds open and help us to continue learning. So this one really kind of builds off the first two things that I said. And because you don't know it all, the second that you think you've known everything, like the second that you know everything, you stop growing. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're not growing, you're dying. You're dying. Di- <laughs> yeah. Time. And so, and Gabby's even she has she's admitted to this that any time that she's kind of gone along a spiritual journey, it has never been successful. Like meaning like there has never been full longevity in it because she stops. Learning, she mm-hmm. she thinks, okay, well, I've, I've learned, heard yeah. this before, yep. or like this is not new information, or I don't need to listen to this again. But what we've recently realized is like the more experience we have with it, it doesn't matter how many times you hear something, you're going to hear something a little bit differently than you did the first time, or you're going to understand something through experience maybe different than you did two weeks ago when you heard it because maybe something crazy happened. You're like, oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. what that means. Yeah. So co- constantly do that. It. Dive into books. I don't care how long it takes you to read it. Sometimes I'll start a. And book guys, and- I
0: hate reading. I'll, I'll do a podcast on this later. But like, I literally hate reading. I would never do it. But I started listening to books. I'll listen to it in Audio the morning. Books, yes. Yeah, I'll listen to books in the morning when I do. On the I way do, to work. On the yeah. way to the gym. Running, yep. At night, like, like, like when I'm doing my morning routine. When I'm yeah, when I go on walks, like I I listen to it all the time. Like all the time. Like I'm not kidding you. It has changed my life. Like. Amanda Bucci put it a really good way in one of her podcasts. Like people, when they write books, you're not going to write a book and make it like mediocre. You're going to put your best shit in that book. You're going to yep. put all the information that you know and that you want people to know, right. all the things you've learned, all the lessons you learned. You are going to put all of that into a book. So why would you not go out and listen and learn all these amazing things that people have to say? Yeah, because like people, they have
1: different experiences. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like never stop learning. Like just keep keep growing. And like the second you feel like you're starting to either go backwards or go downhill. Again, again, that's when it may be the hardest to do it, but it's when you need it the most. Right. Like, and that's, it, it, like I had a client the other day, she was feeling like crap. And I asked her, I said, what have you done this week? Like, cause you felt great the week before, like, what were you doing then? And what are you doing now? And she was like, well, I didn't have a chance to listen to any podcasts this week. And I just haven't really found one that I've been loving recently. And I was like, that's the problem. Like you stopped learning this week, this week, you neglected your self-development routines. Yep. You, you stopped doing those things that have truly like started to change your life.
1: Right. Exactly. So I think that that's, That's definitely a huge one. And even if it is just, you know, listening to a thirty minute podcast, um, once a week or whatever it is, whatever you can whatever you can make time for, I I promise you it's addictive and it's it's gonna it's gonna help you grow in ways that you probably didn't even realize and I think that like if you guys if you guys don't current, obviously you listen to podcasts if you listen to this one but maybe you are just new to podcasts because you you follow Gabby and you're like, oh wow I want to support Gabby I want to listen to this but maybe you've never actually like found any other like podcast that you mm-hmm. enjoy I'm telling you it's revolutionary the second that you you find um, a good podcaster mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that is in alignment with um, things that'll resonate with you you're gonna be like oh my gosh this is this is amazing like yeah. why did I not listen to podcasts? my whole life because it's so much information packed into usually like about an hour episode and they're so easy to access and utilize and they're free. Yeah. And they're free. free.
0: It's free information. Um, Wow guys, this conversation was incredible. Like again, please follow Kaylin on all socials. If you want to just share yourself, like where can we find you? Where can we, hear more from you.
1: I am on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is K underscore goose with three E's. And I also have a Facebook group. Um, it is a free personal development resource. Um, it's a, I call it my book tribe. And if you want to look it up, it's hashtag S G G book tribe. So Hashtag #SGG space and then book track What does
0: SGG stand for? Self Growth Goddess. <laughs>
1: and if also if you can't find it on Facebook, on my Instagram, there is a link in my link tree so yeah. you guys can Yeah. So um, right now
0: currently it is September 2018. I don't know when you're listening to this, but Kaylin is there right now. They're list they're reading Girl Wash Your Face. So you can either read the book or you can listen to the book. And it's basically almost like a book club. Yeah. And just like a self-development club that she has created. It's incredible. It's a free Facebook group. It's a free way to get knowledge if you're not able to afford like coaching or something. And I think it's a great thing that all of you guys should join. So follow her on Instagram, join her book tribe, and We will be doing many more episodes in this podcast with Kaylin because she has a plethora of knowledge. She's also my business partner. She's one of my best friends. And we could have gone so many ways with this conversation. I love it. And this was just one talk. Like Next time we can talk about like food or fitness or something. So um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaylin, for being here and taking time out of your day to talk to us and share your knowledge. And I hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, I will see you guys or talk to you guys.